Lights, camera, action. In a studio where local filmmakers talk to other filmmakers about the inside world of film. Cut. That's not the script. F*** it. We'll fix it in post. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson explain all the details. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're listening, I thank you for doing so. I am Kevin Mumphrey once again, and this is We'll Fix It in Post. I have my friends with me, Victoria V.A. Jones. What's going on? And Carson Hyde Ferguson. Yeah. Today, we're going to dive into the world of television, and we're going to do that with our special guest today, Layla Scott. How are you doing today? Hey, what's up? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. How are y'all? Yeah, we just hanging and banging. You know, live up. <laughs> Wait, banging. What? That's Bang right. Uh, please, please excuse that. I am Bang not. It. I don't throw up no sets. <laughs> you yeah. know, Kevin is from Memphis. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you take that how you want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love Memphis. I, I'm glad someone said that. <laughs> so, so uh, where did your journey in television begin? With VA Jones. It, uh, of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, at then called the Electronic Media Production Department, but I think it's since changed. Has it? Oh boy! Yeah. Not sure. Hey, you we know, study the same thing. Kevin and myself, side note, went to MT. What was that? Like a year or two ago? Yeah, about last year. And we we just went to say hi to everybody who was still in mass comments for us, the teachers. Let yeah, me yeah. tell you, the equipment. They used our money well. They used our money well. The equipment, the wow. studio is way way more than you'll ever think all that look <laughs> that we used <laughs> now they have i was real tempted to be like hey you know can i borrow some of this stuff i'll bring it back but right <laughs> surprised you didn't they had podcasts pods that they could use they had the, the, the studio was a just thousand boom the, mics a thousand boom mics cameras DSLRs that were thousands of dollars. You know that one good camera we had? Yep. That they only used to their, yeah, that's all the cameras now. Wow. That's all of them. I remember used to like find the rich white person in class who had the good camera to be like, listen, I got this idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's the rich white person now. <laughs> Everyone. Say, thank you for the money. Right. <laughs> right. But I still got to. Pay back. Thank you for that money. Yeah, a glass of the debt. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, this is recorded. Never mind. I got some words for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, please. Hey, we'll expand. Out. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't getting a dime out of me. <laughs> you. Hey, listen. Oh wait, y'all get those phone calls? I don't. I don't those know alumni that. phone calls. I don't, know, I don't know that person. Okay. <laughs> right. I was so close to changing my whole name. <laughs> Who 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 are y'all talking about? Who? I'm Brother hey, Abdullah. No, nah, they they, they hollering at y'all like y'all got that contract. No, nah, see, they be getting me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they dead ass be messaging me. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the professors that gave me your name. I'm like, wait, who's throwing my name up in here? Right. I, 
I get the occasional email. I don't know what I'm subscribed to or how they found me. <laughs> no, right. or, I get that email or, too. Or the or the the magazines and stuff like that being sent to my address. I'm like, I didn't subscribe to the mass com whatever for y'all to oh, send yeah. me this magazine over here. Right. Thankfully, was that before or after the visit? <laughs> it was before the visit. Oh, okay. Because I'm gonna say that that would be funny. They caught you. You know, hey, hey, but I, I'd be like, I, I would look at that, like, you know, me outside looking in, obviously. I'd be, I'd be like, wait, no, we, we get the, we get the money for this magazine. Mm-hmm. I will burn it right in front of them. Uh. <laughs> no, nah, because I'm like, I'm like, the magazine costs some money. I'm like, why are you spending money on this magazine? How come I ain't have no good camera when I was in school? Right. You got them there? No. Actually, since we're speaking of MTSU, and I get a lot of MTSU people in my LinkedIn asking me questions and stuff. So if somebody who's in college wanting to work in production, let's say they're not a freshman, let's say they're like a sophomore, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest that that child or student do between they're all children to me? Like (laughs) 21 does not look like the 21. I'm not, anyway. (laughs) Almost left there. Almost left my soul for a second. Oh, man. Okay, I get my train to stop. Like from <laughs> being a sophomore to graduation, what would you suggest that student do? Um, I the the route that I went, uh, there's many different routes to go, right? You just got to figure out what works best for you. But for me, I was as involved as I had the space to be involved. Um, whether that was like meeting up with friends and working on our own projects, or that was like trying to do the different things that the different classes that I can't even remember, multi-cam class and the single cam class and different ones that we had to do that would take us to different places to then film stuff. And I would add every single thing on my resume. I applied for like hella internships. Um, I tried to work with uh, Dr. Pondillo on his short films, you know, anything that I could do to build up my resume. Um, that was what my focus was on. So that's what I would suggest if you're going to, do something, um, you know, get out there, get, get to practicing, to be honest, because you, the more you work on sex, the better you get at it. Like, it's just, it's like riding a bike, you know, it's like, you just have to remember how to talk on a walkie. You have to remember to figure out what it is that a set needs or how a set operates and figure out what it is that you want to do on a set too, because there's a lot of different roles and there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I thought I wanted to be an AD at one point, And then I was like, that's definitely and now I'm a producer. So, you know, you got to figure it out. You might want to work in camera. You might want to work in audio. Like, who knows? Try it. Try it all. So no. oh, go ahead. Go through your process of uh, being a producer. Like, what was, how was your first producing role? You know, how was it? Was it terrible? You know, what kind of? Was I it mean... terrible? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people don't have terrible first experiences. You know what I'm saying? Some people Ooh. don't. I don't know who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, you know, I, like, after I finished school, I kind of really wanted to, like, travel. So I didn't immediately kind of go right into the industry. And so I kind of took a few years, to, and I was teaching English abroad, and then... I thought my life was kind of going to go one way and it ended up not. And so then I kind of found myself in like, Fuck, I'm going to move to New York and like try my shot at this, like try to get on a set somehow. And um, 
for me, it took, you know, many years before being a PA, before I could even like become an associate producer. And then that takes many years before like, now I'm like, I go between, I freelance. So it's like, depends on, you know, depends on the gig really, but I'm a segment producer or I'm a talent producer, which is what I'm doing right now on the current project that I work on. And it like, my first time being an associate producer, that, let me think, I'm trying to remember which project it was on. Cause like you have little ones and then you have ones that are like more serious where you have like a bigger role, you know, like right. sometimes people give, you can give a producer title out sometimes and, and it not necessarily mean the same thing on a different project. Like it could be different skill sets that are needed or maybe you're focusing more on pre-production and production and then that's it. Or maybe you're focusing more on production and post and that's it. So, or you, maybe you're doing the whole thing. And for me, my first like AP gig that I got, it was like, I was really just trying to come in confident. Like I knew my <laughs> and like, no one was going to tell me nothing. And you work with, unfortunately, like in my experience, at least I've met like a lot of, it's like a lot of white people, like a, a lot of straight cisgendered white folks. And so I'm constantly- Funny how they always show up. They always they show everywhere. up. They're always there. <laughs> They're always the ones that are the bosses and have the money and they're funding projects and all that. And so, but I, I was just constantly checking everyone's awareness and consciousness, like in the space of like the diversity of the cast, but also the diversity of the crew, you know, and like that. So I kind of found myself being like somewhat really outspoken on sets and still really am. And like, Oh, how did that go? It can Your easily go time. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very. I mean, I know you're an outspoken person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's just who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I remember some times. I just ain't going to say nothing, but. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you I know was, what I'm I saying? I was one of those young, the, the child that he was talking oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll go there. That's fine. We'll we'll use that. But, you know, so oh, I was that first outspoken process for you as far as you thought when you came in you were like oh okay I got this role I'm gonna change some stuff how'd that go yeah I mean sometimes even when you think you have a role there's so many do, 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 there's so many levels to that <laughs> it's like do I you know sometimes mm -hmm. and, and I found that kind of being disheartening for me like I got an AP role on this like show and they really pride themselves in like their diversity and stuff right like in front of the camera you know winning awards stuff like that and i sure sent a sweet email <laughs> it was like are you gonna make sure that the people behind the camera look as like diverse as the people in front of the camera and like not just at the lower level because a lot of times people will fill up pas with like black and brown folks and then it's like, but all the executive producers are white men, you know? And it's like, but that's not, I know there's some black elders around here somewhere that are just as qualified and skilled who could be working on this show, you know? Right. And would have a different outlook, like a different artistic point of view because art is subjective and it's very much like what you, you grew up in, what, you know, your point of view is sculpted by who you are. And if you just don't have a lived experience that someone else has, then you're not going to be able to see it in the same way. So, yeah, it didn't, uh, I didn't, I will say that uh, 
I didn't move forward with that position when I sent that email. <laughs> but I still, <laughs> I still ended up like working with the company in different ways. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. They, they were open. They were willing to listen. It was good. You just didn't get that role. Yeah, it's okay. I also asked for more money. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. D- double whammy, double whammy. That's <laughs> it. We gotta get her up out of here. <laughs> uh, and I need a raise. And she need money. Oh no, <laughs> she cussed me out and gonna ask me for money. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like that's how you do it, though. I mean, I mean, you gotta know your worth. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I've heard stories of like producers on scripted stuff in particular. I primarily work in like unscripted things. So documentaries has always been my focus, but um, I've done like reality shows, competition shows, food shows. And I've heard stories of like people who've worked in scripted stuff and like producers making $20,000 per week. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Yes. No, I've actually... Yeah, I've heard something like that too. Now I heard it. It was um, it was a set designer, and this was for something with the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they just built the set in which the um, the anchors are talking. Yeah. They just they flew them out, and take a day to build the set, another day to break it back down, and they made twenty grand off three days' work. Yeah, yeah. I, what am I, I cried in the shower when I heard <laughs> that. So I was just. <laughs> I mean, but because but I was so happy getting my hundred fifty dollars for twelve hours. Yeah, but, but no, there's, there's... no. Oh, I think you calculate that overtime. OT. Oh, yeah, that's oh, that was that was my first heartbreak right but, there. But there's levels to this. Yeah, man. And I learned I was so far low in that level. Oh man. That's oh, when man, things I get one hundred fifty dollars just to carry a carry somebody's camera wire around for a few hours. Yeah. Oh, when he told and he went, the dude came in. And like flip flops and everything, he looks so relaxed. I would have came in and flip flops too. You better be glad I, no, I would. I would have came in barefoot and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hire some other people to do this." Wait, 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 wait. you, you, you want to come in barefoot? Yeah, I don't care. I like, I like, I like, yo, but I can buy new feet if yeah, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> As a matter what? of fact, carry me to my office. Right. Why has people carry me uh, everywhere? Like you don't you don't make that much. With with, listen, with background wanna, music playing. F R E E. Nah, yeah, nah, ain't, nah. You gonna you gonna be over here like MC Hammer. Listen, and, and somebody ain't gonna carry nothing right. for you. And so you, do you understand where I can go and get the cheapest labor I can to carry me around? And they're gonna be like, all right, bet. You gonna be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she gonna go in front of Home Depot. She gonna be in front of Home Depot, violating all kinds of stuff. Oh, I feel like I should delete this. <laughs> Don't delete this. I'm trying to tell you, honestly. You know, I understand fame and stuff like that. So when I get there and they go back and they listen to this episode. I might get some less. Like, I don't care. That's like four episodes, bare minimum. You're going to have to explain. It, it, it was one of, I know one of them. I'm going, I already know the one. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she already know that that's, that, that, what's the word problematic? Yeah. Yeah. I already know the one. I'm gonna right. explain. There's, there's three maybes and one definite. Oh, I know the one. Trust me. The other three, I'm just, hey. you might, you might be able to skate out for and maybe not. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was going to ask. It's okay. okay, it's it's back now. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I so, carried away with and, this. boy, did you? 
Just the pure mention of twenty thousand dollars had carried her away. <laughs> Lord knows that you actually get it. Look, I can flip it. Hey, 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 look, look, you, you, you gonna be careful. You gonna have to be careful because Uncle Sam gonna want his half. That's fine. He'll hey, get don't, it. don't don't spit it before you don't spit it before you put that. The way you said it, I don't really trust you. <laughs> but uh, let's continue this interview. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Layla. Go ahead. Uh, what would be the the first set you could um think of that you worked on that was very that was diverse. Man, it I took love, too long. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of strong ones and then a whole lot of not. But I worked when I first moved to LA, I worked on this BET music competition show. Of course it was BET. It was BET. Um the executive producers were black women, like the showrunner was a black woman. Most of the producers were black. The only really like focus that a lot of the camera operators weren't. And, a, and the AD team wasn't. But other than that, everyone was black, brown, Asian, like, you know, a, a different genders, you know, just all kinds of diversity. And that was a really kind of a empowering space to be in, especially because I had just moved to LA and I was like intimidated because I was like, it's LA. Like, it, this is the place to like, you know, get on, get, get in television. Like, this is the spot, you know? And, uh, I just managed to get on that set, like, with a lot of, I don't know, I want to say luck, but also I work my ass off, but it was a lot of, like, good timing, I think, you know, like, I got, I was living in New York before this, and I was working as an office PA for a, uh, like, a food production company. And so they did, like, there's a lot of, like, burger shows, and they would, like, go to different restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and that was kind of my first like consistent work that I had had. Otherwise I was working on like stuff that was work for like a week and then I would be unemployed for like two or three. Um, and then I was just, you know, scraping by trying to figure out any way to make money to afford to live in New York. And it was just rough and it was cold. And I was like, oh God, I don't want you anymore. <laughs> and so I just was lucky. My lease was up at the same time that like, my sister was uh, graduating college and she went to school in LA. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a one-way ticket. So I bought a one-way ticket. I took the, like, the, the, the security deposit I got from my lease and I moved out there with that. And I managed to like find an apartment within a week. And then I got that job like within the next week, which was like three months of work on a set. And I was going to be a PA. Um, and then when I got there, it was kind of lucky because the day that I started was actually the dark day of set. So there's no camera ops or no, none of the, like the bigger amount of crew. It was just like production department. And then like the talent team <clears throat> who was working with the cast, because like if you do a competition show like this, like the cast have all been flown out. They're staying at a hotel, you know? And so somebody still has to be working in case, you know, anything, get, help them get food, help them get around. Like they don't have card, you know, whatever. And so I went to go help out with the cast at the hotel and like me and the coordinator who was doing it just kind of vibed really well. And after that, I kind of stuck with the casting. And that for me was a great way to kind of shimmy into producing because what I learned on that set was like, if you can work with talent and cast or, or anybody that you have to interview in any capacity, 
you can do that like front facing kind of work really well, you can be a good producer. So I kind of took that in my mind. I was like, me working with this cast is me working on my producing skills. Like, this is how, if I, if I can make them comfortable, if I can have them talk about what it is that they're feeling, you know, because that's how you get a storyline in something like a music competition show. You have them talk about their art, their talent, you know, what they're feeling, why they write this song, whatever. Um, the show was, I thought it was really good. The only thing is it only had one season, but um, I think it was also because that show with Cardi B and that com- that rap competition show, Rap and R&B, oh, yeah. oh. it came out right before this show came out and it was so good. <laughs> and I don't think ours it just never got renewed. But it was a good it was a good show and it was a good like adjustment and it made me feel good. Like I got to LA, I came on this black ass set, I felt good. I was like, yes, I'm gonna do my thing. And um yeah, and I and I still have friends from that set to this day. So that's what's up, black power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might get in trouble I, for that. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like that's the least you're gonna get in trouble for. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just glad that don't make them think that I'm just this horrible person, Kevin. Okay. Look by episode thirty. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a There's gonna be a story about your friend VA. I'm, I'm gonna go and you're gonna be like, ooh, oh Lord have mercy. She said, What? <laughs> it's a point. I'm gonna be like, okay, listen, I did that podcast and I didn't even know. Like <laughs> she's gonna be like, I, I was have young. Your I needed you. the money. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she ain't getting paid for this. What you talking about? <laughs> right. Hey. Right. I mean, at the same time, I want people to think that we it, but we ain't paying nobody yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were going to pay anybody. Yeah. Like, uh, look yeah, at that. You know, if yeah, we, we, we get. Hey. Hey. No, I didn't. Because it's getting deleted. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make money by saving it. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean, you you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you nah, know nah, not Miss Carried Away over here. Miss <laughs> <laughs> like, Buy New Feet. For real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Look, VA Toby. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all funny, ain't it? Anyways, Layla. VA <laughs> Kente. <laughs> you know, actually, I was like, before I did this, I'm like, man, you done signed hella NDAs now. Don't say anything. I mean, you ain't gonna. You saying you I'm gonna bring no that names. up in a minute, though. You know so I'm just hold that though. You ain't saying no names, you know. Really, really shows. So you okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm talking about production. You know, right? You talking about production? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll the we'll need you to. Uh, it's mainly like before the show airs. You know what I mean? It's like please don't go and speak to a reporter and put all the information out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've signed. Yeah. I've signed a two or three of those myself. I thought these were some other because you did say this was in California. I thought these were some other kind of NDAs. Oh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, what, I heard sense? stories, but nothing to me personally. <laughs> so, I've heard some stories too. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I want. But please go on. <laughs> I've been I've been around some places. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! That just reminds me of the story I told you about the the party and afterwards. Yeah, you should probably move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Off with that. <laughs> what did you want to ask? I didn't want to ask nothing. Okay, so um, I I'd lost my train of thought. <laughs> that tends to happen on this show. <laughs> it, yes, it does. Uh, 
gonna mention LA because I've heard like people they move to LA rather be in front of the camera or even in production. And there's always like a um time adjustment for them to get used to living in LA. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. will like what was the adjustment like for you? It never happened. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. wow! wow! Just just right in there. Wow. Right in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> next question. <laughs> never happened for me i lived there for two years and once the pandemic hit i was like i don't know if i want to be here so (laughs) so what what was it about la that was like uh no i can't do this it well okay i mean i don't want to say this not everybody like there's a stereotype about la right like um that people can be a little bougie, a little fake, um, kind of an ulterior motive type stuff. And from my experience, I just felt like I wasn't really creating authentic friendships. And and then I, and I felt really lonely there. You know, like, I didn't really know nobody when I moved out there. So it was, and I've moved a lot of places and been able to, like, create community for myself. But LA was really a struggle. And I think it was because of how much I was working. Like, right. you know, when you work on a set, 12 hour days, five, six days a week, sometimes three months on, you know, like I remember I had a roommate one time and was like, you work doctor hours. And I was like, but I do not get doctor pay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is doctor hours. Yeah, it is. It is hard. You know, uh, you're on set by 7am. You're not wrapping until 730pm. And at the least, that's that's if you don't go over schedule, which happens all the time. And, um, you know, by the time you get home, you're, you're hungry and you're tired and you don't know which one you're more of. So it was just hard. It was hard for me to, like, go out, meet people, have friends. And the folks that I was meeting, it was just like, what do you want? You know, like, I don't know. It didn't feel like. And I'm from the South. I just like nice people. Like, yeah, <laughs> you do. ain't gonna get that over in LA. That's not what that was. And um, so people didn't like hold the door open. It was you say like thank you and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I remember when I actually had <laughs> this like this one. Oh, on that show that I worked on, I had there was this black producer, and I remember I was being like, "Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am," you know, to her, and she literally said to me, "She was like, Layla, at least you're not manly." And then she just left it at that, and I was like, oh, "My God, it's a show of respect, people." I, I've respect. had I've had that situation happen too. That's from the yeah. but you're, when you're from the south, that's how it goes. But other saying? people, and I was think because uh, the person I had the situation with was from New York, and they thought she thought I was referring to her as old. Yeah. They think you're aging her. People, aging people yeah. really be sensitive about that. I'm they like, dude, now I like it's it's how it's how I was raised. Like, you know, I grew up yeah. like this. I and mean, honestly, you most most of the black people who have moved to LA or New York or Chicago or any of these places, they all have roots in the South. Like hmm. most of them, their grandma was from there, they got aunties and cousins that live there. So they know, you know what I mean? But I think because of the whiteness that is in that space, they're like, I don't like you're aging me and I have like these other people around. And so I took it as kind of a like, okay, like I'm going to just, it wasn't, I don't think, I didn't take it personal. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think she was just like, you call me an old lady. I think she knew my intention, but was like, this ain't the place though. Like, (laughs) I think it depends though, too, of your experience. Cause my, my homeboy in uh, San Antonio, his dad's Hispanic. He'd be like, he'd be like, uh, you know, growing up, 
like you know we weren't serves because we we work for a living kind of thing. So he he like he didn't see his disrespect, but he told me like where he was coming from with it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I thought that was pretty good. He told me the why behind it. So I'm like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard that kind of similar conversation too. But I was like, you know, I mean, we're here. It's just like it's expected. I think for the most part, like ain't nobody going to Marjorie and being like, mm-hmm. hey girl, like <laughs> what's that look like? <laughs> There's a Marjorie in L.A. No, here my grandma's name is Marjorie. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was just meeting like that. You know, that's not that's not You're like girl. Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your grandma look at you so crazy. Oh wow, yeah. She's throwing that belt at you with the <laughs> little bit of strength she got left. <laughs> you you gonna get one? You one of those? Uh, I ain't one of your little friends. Uh huh. Exactly. Mm. I got that from my mom one time. <laughs> oh, too nice. Haven't we all? Uh, I'm going to go back to your, slightly to your experience in New York. You said like in LA, you're just mm-hmm. busy, lonely, wasn't able to build a community. So yeah. what was your um, experience in New York like? Because I would have thought that would have been the, the case in New York because it's a very busy, go-go city. Yeah. I Honestly, I love New York. Like Outside of the weather outside of the weather truly like if you <laughs> can just not make it cold new york is fun like new york is one i like a walkable city i found after living there that i really appreciated just being able to walk out my house and like go to the corner store real quick go to the restaurant go to a bar go you know like i, I like that convenience of that um la you have to have a car and which means you're searching for parking all the time mm-hmm. you're getting parking tickets all the time um, you gonna say how many parking tickets you get? That sounds like an answer. I think in the first year, I racked up close to five hundred dollars in parking tickets. Oh my goodness! Ooh. And so the thing is, like, you go, you'll park somewhere. There's a parking sign, right? But there's like five signs on the parking sign, and you can see like, what does this mean? And you ever seen like when they had the arrow, right? So it's like the right. arrow this way. So it's like you can't go from here back. And I, I remember I parked somewhere, and I swear I thought I was far enough away from the fire hydrant. Nope, it wasn't fifteen feet. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, I have seen people park so much closer. Like, or otherwise, you know, you're parking super far away. I mean, it was just rough. But and when you just broke as hell, like <laughs> you just don't care. You're like. No, I mean, I did care. I was, I was, I was riding around She's the block. Like, after a long day on set, too? Oh, man. You're just so tired. You just want to get home. You're on bed, take a shower. Like, yeah, smoke a spliff. That was me. But <laughs> did you pick up great. that ticket and be like, mm. I really need a smoke after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so you can't pay it after so long. Then you get late fees and it just gets more expensive so i feel like mine a lot of mine were that like i would it was like 75 dollars, but because i paid it late it was now 150 dollars. like it was oh crazy. man so back to new york back to new york yeah my bad <laughs> no you good i just had to ask you know you you said it I, you know yeah new york new york felt just like there was more life there i also knew more people there too i think that helped um but New York was really great. Actually, when I when I I went from New York 
to LA and then back to New York. So I moved back to New York and I very recently just moved to Atlanta, like in January. But I was in New York um, all last year and uh, and it was great. I mean, I, I love New York. It is it is expensive though. I mean, like an apartment there is, is pretty crazy. But like for documentaries in particular, New York is just a hub. Like LA has documentaries, but New York has a lot more documentaries. And I wanted to really like focus, I wanted to really get into like more serious journalism, but not for like a news network. Like I didn't want to be like a news reporter. I wanted to like make really beautiful, thought provoking documentary pieces. And New York was just kind of like that vibe. You know, they're like a little artsy, a little fartsy, a little, you know, a little bougie, but like I'm intellectual like that. <laughs> but they have money. And they can pay <laughs> they have money. <laughs> money. Yeah, I like how you said that. That's yeah. listen. Yeah. I yeah, do not work emphasis. for free. I, anybody that's listening to this, PA or not, no matter what you're doing, I would just highly recommend to not work for free, especially if it's like a production company. Um, they have money to pay. They oh yeah, pay. they got money. For sure. If you're gonna be bougie, you're gonna have to pay for it. Right. <laughs> know your worth. Bougie comes at a price. I'm asking for over twenty thousand. Okay, right. Uh, I, I know you're gonna do it enough to where one person's gonna pay it, and then you're gonna be like, "Hey, I'm going shopping for new feet." Because <laughs> <laughs> if I got Atlanta, get a Tyler Perry studio and see what that's talking about over there. I heard they film mm. all the Marvel movies here, and and I'm sure those are the big, big pain. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I tried to apply to work on one of those. It's a lot easier if you already live in Atlanta, apparently. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, it, it, it's not that I'm not that far off. Like, no, we yeah. we need you up here. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not at that point yet. I get that. But how? Um, because you worked at Frontline for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about your experience there. Yeah, Frontline was um, it was all work from home. This was this was last fall last summer into fall a lot of my work I find honestly off Facebook like I'm in a lot of like different Facebook groups that are like huge and people just go and post positions on there or like I'm in a lot of Google groups too that I get emails about positions all the time um and and it's just like if you qualify and then you know however many people apply to it and you just kind of shoot your shot and hope that your cover letter sounds good enough to draw attention but frontline um I'm in this uh, Facebook group called uh, uh, Brown Girls Doc Mafia. That's what it's called. And it, it kind of exploded really after the pandemic. I was a part of it before then. And then it just got huge with like people kind of coming in there. And then I think the con- after like the uprising of George Floyd and stuff like that, the consciousness level of like who's behind the camera was becoming more, more of like, a priority and uh, frontline is like just known for notorious being like older and white for the most part and uh, there were these two journalists producers journalists who were doing who were taking some reporting from another journalist and was kind of partnering with like um, a program at UC Berkeley and it was just it was about the documentary we were working on was about child welfare and the system of it and kind of just investigating 
how it works, how it operates, like, and the, the really kind of crazy statistics that you come out of that. Um, and so we worked on that for a while and I was like doing a lot of um, just research. Uh, I'm like finding people who focus in reproductive services or are helping young mothers and parents and um, attorneys. I'm talking to doctors, I'm talking to these people and I'm like calling them and just being like, hey, I'm Layla from PBS Frontline. We're doing a documentary. Would you have time to get on the call? And, you know, we would talk sometimes for hours on end about like their experience because there hasn't been a lot of camera focus on this. So the people who work in it, especially in the advocacy space, they were like, please, you know, highlight this. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of fucked up shit. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, um, it's really sad. I mean, it's like the statistic is like over half of black children by the time they reach the age of 18 will encounter a, uh, a CPS investigation. And it's just, it's like they're cops, basically. They're, they're, it's like an institution of cops who like goes and investigates families for whatever reason, right? Like it could be a neighbor calling, it could be your soccer coach calling, it could be a teacher, whatever. But like there were stories of like a kid came to school with no glasses on and the teacher called Child Protective Services. And then the child eventually was taken away from the home and put into foster care. So it was just wow. like really horrible. For, for glasses? For glasses. Because most of the cases are, are poverty related. Like people are poor. They don't have support. Mm. You know, it takes a village, right? We've all heard that saying at some point mm. in time when it comes to kids. Right. And, um, if people don't have a village and then and then you kind of add things on like domestic violence or drug use or anything like that, that, you know, a CPS worker can knock on your door at any time. They do need a warrant, but most people think that they don't. And then they kind of use intimidation to get inside your home and check on the welfare of the, of the child. They strip search the kid. They check all. If you got if you have medication in your bathroom, even if it's prescribed, right? they can use that as evidence to basically build up a case against you. And like the ones that are targeted the most were black women and, and immigrants and, and Native American people. And so it's just like massively racist. So we were just trying to investigate all of this. And like, there were so many stories um, that were coming out. It was really heavy kind of stuff. And I found it kind of affecting me mentally a little bit like the story you know I mean the stories were just sad like not only about these kids that are being taken away but like some parents that were just having these like mental breaks and they were going crazy on their kid and and it was just really really sad and I found it really kind of bringing me down and we were doing so much research so much research so much research that uh we were really behind schedule and uh basically the um they kind of shut down the project because they said it needs to go back into back into reporting and like uh, they can't have a whole, I was on the production team, right? So we were supposed to be filming, traveling, filming, shooting. And I was doing a lot more pre-production research than, than what they had budgeted for. Um, and so they were basically going back to the drawing board. So I worked for them for like, I don't know, four months maybe. And uh, it was it was a good run, and I do hope that project keeps. You know, I don't know what the status of it is now, which is which was the weird part about it because it, it feels like unfinished almost. You know what I mean? Like it's like, man, I really hope uh, 
hope that I hope that these families get highlighted. I hope these stories kind of get told because one person that I talked to, she was, um, oh, actually, I don't know if y'all have seen this viral video that's gone around of this professor who um, was, uh, I guess she was speaking to senators about the like abortion laws and things like that, Roe v. Wade being overturned. And she kind of got into this like argument with a really, really conservative like man. And he was just like, you're saying um, people who can experience pregnancy she was like, are you saying this is not a women's issue? And she was just basically saying that like trans people and non-binary people can also experience pregnancy as well, as well. But she wasn't even really trying to like make it about that per se. But he was kind of trying to like be like, you're saying this isn't a women's rights issue. And she was like, well, it does affect women, but it also affects other people. And it kind of went viral. It was all over the internet. And she was the same one of the people that I talked to. She's done a lot of like works and writings on like child welfare and women's reproductive rights and people's reproductive rights and stuff. And uh, one of the things she told me that I'll never forget, she was just like, the thing about media is that like, if there's not a focus on this, if people's hearts and minds don't change, why would the government change anything? Like, right. why would Joe Biden be like, let me go and write a bill about this? If no one's being like, hey, that's really messed up because I saw this documentary on blah, 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 blah. And why are they doing that shit? And then it makes people angry and then they get on Twitter and then they protest and then they do whatever. Like it can shift the consciousness, you know? And I just really hope that, you know, something happens with this uh, documentary. And if Frontline don't do it, somebody out there watching, you want to give me some money, I'll make it for you. <laughs> hey, that's what I was going to say. You can put it out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind, really. It's like, it needs more than one documentary, honestly. You know, like it needs it needs it needs a whole series. Like there's so many levels to the issue, and it, it could be like that with anything. Like I worked on a documentary um, with Soledad O'Brien about systemic racism, and uh, just like the different things. I mean, you've got environmental racism, you've got redlining, you've got uh, you know policing, you've got uh, the school or I'm sorry children to or school to prison pipeline um there you know you've got medical racism it's just so many different things it was just like we need like 10 episodes you know what i mean to like put it's all this lot. out at an hour each and even then you're still like there could be more like it's so, a lot more yeah. it's just it's it's funny how you know what i'm saying the the, the different aspects of racism and different things you know what i'm saying it, doctors and you know, you a black woman, you go to the doctor and, and you know, they send you home because they don't think there's not anything wrong with you. And then the, the person ends up dead because they had something wrong with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because how it affects different aspects of an individual's life. Right. You see a bit of racism, whereas in, again, you said policing, even probably how you eat. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, even medical. Right. It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, yeah, I mean, when we were doing research. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm just rambling. It's okay. I could, you know, I when you look at this stuff all day, it's like, oh my god, I have so much to say. Like, so don't mind me. It's a <laughs> lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Now, as someone who does do documentaries, documentaries, now do you feel that uh, documentations? You, yeah, that's what I was going with that okay, first. Go ahead. But do you? Uh, how do you feel that it can be like? Um, a form of activism or even a form of protest? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think so much of it is 
as you're working with activists, you know, and like filming them who are the ones that are organizing the protests. So I don't ever want to, I don't want to ever say that I do the work that they do because the work that, that advocacy is, is like, it's a lot of work and, and the money is, you know, slim to none and the thank yous are slim to none and they put themselves in dangerous situations sometimes. So I, I definitely think it's a form of it, but I, I want to make sure that those like activists and organizers and those people really are like, they're on the front line, you know, like they're the soldiers. Like I just try to help bring a camera there so other people can see what's going on, see what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I think in its own way. I know we, um, we probably talked about this on a few episodes ago that, um, documentaries are kind of becoming now what books once were Mm. like a great way of documenting people are reading less and are listening or watching more. Yeah. So do you feel like that, um, kind of, I I don't want to say documentaries take place of a book but maybe even kind of expand on that shows history in a different way Mm. i think that when people see things with their own eyes it it changes something um i am definitely an advocate of read a book (laughs) but uh i think i totally understand i feel like my reading has has become less unless i'm specifically trying to work focus on something but like my like casual reading isn't as strong as it used to be because there's so much like sensory things around right like that i can watch or that i can i can learn about in different ways and i think a documentary can be as just as well researched as a book certainly um and it could not just as some books can also not you know I've worked on some documentaries where they spend a lot of time like really pouring in, talking to the people who are kind of experts about a lot of different subjects and and making sure that they're piecing the story together really quickly. And then sometimes you have some networks who are like, we need to make this thing in a month, like pedal to the metal, like let's go find people to interview, get the, you know, few basic questions out there and and create something but that that can also be like that could be a youtube thing that's only five to ten minutes long right so there's only so much information you could put in that or it could be a feature that's an hour and a half like or it could be a 10 episodic series like that you know that those different things are going to require different types of research and background to it so i do like a, a cute little like bit you know like i like information that can come in a digestible amount i think our attention span in general because of like tiktoks and everything like that is is less i know i find myself like you know just not being able to focus as as much as i used to i guess um so i do appreciate sometimes when i can see something that's five minutes long and i'm like oh wow that's interesting now i want to learn more you know what i mean right Uh, not to be like i'm an expert let me go on twitter and but you know it is it is i think information is power (laughs) <laughs> please, please don't go on Twitter. <laughs> people do. do. I, yeah. Oh, people we've do. seen those people. Yeah. I, I always say Twitter is um, a dark place where everybody bring their thoughts or thoughts at, and we didn't need to know that. <laughs> they gotta yeah. speak their mind, Kevin. That, man, they keep do. that to yourself. <laughs> like you ever just talk to a friend and be like, "I didn't need to know that about you." <laughs> it's all of Twitter. It's all of it. Well, wow. I mean, yeah. I think society overshares anyway now. So, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways that could be good for a documentary because they're going to just air it out. 
Right. But like, you know, if we just having like a, you know, a personal level thing, and maybe you need not tell me about like personal things about your wife. Right. Yeah, yeah. Gonna make, that, that's gonna make me feel that thing you did in 08. Like, I, I yeah, didn't need to know that. That's so. if you don't know the person, right? Even if I know the person, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, there's know? degrees of knowing a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just so all the stuff that I told y'all. Don't tweet any of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah zero. Not honestly, you don't have a Twitter, do you? I do. Burn it. <laughs> I burn it. I'm just, I'm just saying. They somewhere said it. On, oh Lord! <laughs> but sometimes there's some funny stuff on Twitter. There's some people who can find less than 160 characters to say a funny thing. You and we'll got to dig. <laughs> you got to dig. I ain't gonna lie. All that stuff about LeBron James' hairline—that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I'll be that like, oh funny. man, like they—they they found another way to talk about this man' hairline. Man, how creative! It's because he won't cut it off. He just keeps it up there. So he got all that money. He does not care. Like that, man can buy, that man can buy new feet, new hands, new hair. He don't care. A new hairline. Right. Except he does that. Not care. So that's, well, I mean, he is cheap as well. Right. He, he finna keep his money. Do you hear me? All of it. All of it. But, now, back to us who aren't rich. Right. <laughs> so, um, because with Dot. Now, have you worked on any scripted shows? Um, I've like day played a couple times, and I, but never like where you kind of start to start to finish on the whole project. No, I've never done that. I mean, I mean, scripted and unscripted worlds are very different. Like even the title. how so? I mean, so for example, I told you I was an associate producer, right? I heard. For associate producers, you primarily do, you, you work with the producer very closely. You do a lot of writing and you do a lot of like organizing. Um, that could be like grids, that could be logistics, that could be setting up interviews, you're talking to people, um, getting them comfortable with like who they're about to meet within the production. A lot of times you could be the front facing person as the associate producer that the person who's being interviewed might know you as. Um, in scripted, I've heard the associate producer works primarily in editing. So Mm. it can be very different. I mean, in unscripted, you have roles like field producer, um, segment producer. I mean, I feel like they'd be making shit up, but (laughs) you have producer and then you have exec or supervising producer and then you have executive producer. Um, and in scripted, there's similar roles. I've never heard of a segment producer in in scripted before. I think one of my friends actually said, I feel like production just recently made this title up a couple of years ago, just called the person a producer. But now the, the title of just producer is really, really high up. Like you're on an unscripted thing. Like if you're a producer specifically of an episode in a documentary series, you're like the director. Like you kind of call the shots. You're you're making all the the decisions really for how that goes, and then you report to the executive producer who's looking over the whole series. Um, I don't know how it works in scripted, to be honest. I don't think it's the same. I don't even know what producers do because I'm like, is it primarily logistics? Because in scripted, you have the set designer, you have a location scout, you have a transportation person, you have like 
just there's always a role for every single thing that could happen in production. So I was like, so what does the producer do? And why are they making $20,000 a week? (laughs) You know, when you look, my heart breaks once again, (laughs) you know, when you look at television, a lot of people don't pay attention to the end credits, but you see a lot of producer names on Mm -hmm. whatever show it is. If it's scripted or unscripted, it's a lot of producers in that, in that category. Mm-hmm. And they all got titles and they all get paid. Yeah. So you ladies who are going out to All-Star Weekend looking for ballers, probably looking at those end credits. <laughs> Truly, honestly. So, <laughs> I'll let Hank in production. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. Get you a nice grip. <laughs> No, not the grip. Not the, not the grip. How that Bobby with the boom, Mike? <laughs> Listen, Bobby with the boom is in a good union, okay? <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like I feel like you just need to to go for the the lead band member if you're gonna holler at Bobby with the boom. <laughs> that, that, that's that. I'm, I'm just saying, you're gonna have some fun for, for maybe one one point two years. And he don't get you on every set, though. I'm trying to tell you. Bobby with the boom is going to get you on every set. Bobby be wicked. Nice to see you again. I didn't see some of the numbers before. Bobby with the broom, not only does he have all the sound gear, but he rents it out every time he gets on a set to the production. So he's making even more money with that. Bobby oh my goodness. pulling a few hundred a day, easily. Now, so. I have been on a set where, yes, they... um. I was a PA, and they're like, yeah, uh, we need somebody with a laptop. And I was like, I got a Mac, but it's old. Cool. We'll pay you an extra 100 if you can bring it. What? Yeah. I got, I got two MacBooks. All I did was, like, take people's names down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got paid well that week. <laughs> yeah. You know, Not you, 20 grand well. What, but... you, what you should have done is you've been like, yeah, I got two laptops. And you know what I'm saying? I would have came. <laughs> we would have another three laptops and we'd have five in front of you. That's a hundred dollars yeah. each. They said one VA. <laughs> they did say one. They said one. It don't matter. They, they don't need twelve. See how your friend likes to assert herself in everything. Well, listen, and, I'm proud of you. Make your money. She's like, she we we go to pawn shop, we get like three, we're gonna flip from the five. Like, how did me become weak? Like how did <laughs> we are a team over here? I'm just trying to tell you. Not that situation we were. Hey, listen. I, I don't you, think I called you that week. It don't matter. <laughs> I told you I know how to flip a dollar. I can flip it. Now, all, all I know is, like, they ain't never no take a friend to work. They ain't asked me to rent a friend out, neither. So. <laughs> I mean, I would have came for free. But my no, you laptop, would not. My laptop would have cost money. <laughs> the laptop, I'm getting paid somehow. Mm. Right. Like Denzel you said, I'm leaving with something. Right. You need to charge it too. That's eight twenty-five dollars. Right. Oh my right there. Twenty. Oh, you've right done there. some negotiations before, haven't you? Oh, ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time, though. I will say, and I and I think recently, within like the last year or two of my life, I have like fully stepped in with the like walk around, like you're the shit when it comes to negotiation. Like, reach for the stars, and they're gonna offer you what it is that they think they can get to get you there. A lot of times too, in in the way in, in which I work in production, people are moving so quickly, they just want somebody who knows somebody. Like they ask whoever they know, like, hey, do you know someone that could be a field producer? And someone's like, oh yeah, I know Layla. Let me give you their number. 
And then you can just be like, I want this much a week. And they can literally just be too busy to even want to hire any more and be like, sure. Like, honestly, they will try to lowball you. Let's go ahead and go ahead and take these notes right quick. Like, like every, every so. time I hear stories like that or hear like, you know, like some college kid gets like a, a new uh, round of VC funding. I'm like, where's that money at? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, like this dude's got a concept on a piece of paper, never built a business, but like he getting like this money. Like, I mean, like they're making it rain on. I mean, like, like it's all star strong in the industry. Unfortunately, like it is very much there. It is who, you know, not necessarily what you know. And uh, it, a lot of times, some of the people that are like the highest that getting paid the most really on the set. They're the ones whose uncle works at some network or whose dad is a is a director or, you know, something like that. They were born in that space. You know what I mean? And they can fly past some of the like, you know, the grudgingly years that you do as a PA or as a as a camera assistant or, you know, whatever kind of different way, whatever department you go into when you're at the bottom, not the bottom. I don't like to like put hierarchies with it, but you know, you're trying, you're making the least amount of money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it right. still is a staircase though, but I yeah. mean, except uh, the last name on the resume made it go up a lot quicker. I mean, I mean, I, honestly though, that that's, right. that's, that that's good for, that's good for me. Cause I can talk good. And I, and I like, okay. I ain't never been no stranger. Maybe moonwalking up these stairs. <laughs> yes, I, I can talk well too. Just you glad. Know? Okay, I got a little smile. <laughs> See my wife. Mm. So, uh, as far like, um, cause I don't think people would necessarily think about necessarily negotiating. Mm. So, how do you go about, or what is your mind state when you're negotiating, going working on a set? Um. I really try to highlight my skills and what I think will is, is what it is that they need. So, and that depends on how much you know about the role, right? Like I was kind of like in talks, I had an interview for a position just the other day and, um, and I was just kind of getting a feel out cause I'm already working. So I wasn't really interested. I was just like, let me, you know, I like to keep one toe in, you know what I mean? Cause when you freelance, nothing feels permanent. You know, like at any time a production could get shut down and then boom, you're out of a job, you know, like just nice to like, and I've been working on something for a while now. And normally I don't work longer on one project than like probably like five or six months. And now I've been working like maybe eight months on this project. So I'm like, you know, just trying to make sure my resume looks nice. Like people don't forget about me that I have worked with in the past. Um, and when I, my friend was actually really helping me. She was like, ask for this much amount of money. And I was like, oh God, like, I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never asked for this much amount of money. She was like, they won't give you that, but they will give you, they won't give you a thousand dollars less than that because you asked for this much amount of money. So like my, I'm highlighting my skills, but I'm also kind of like, if I want them to meet me in the middle, I'm going to ask for more than what it is that I'm actually expecting that they're going to give me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so you kind of, do you also have like a, as I like to call, get up and walk out the room interview? number as well? Or like, oh, we'll offer you this. <laughs> it's nice oh, to meet I've you. Said no. I've definitely said no. And then like, mm. but like those, that was like ridiculously low. Like, 
I was making more on unemployment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it make more money looking for work than actually yeah. working for you. <laughs> you work for you for this many hours. Um, oh my goodness. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just now really starting to step in my confidence of being like, and mainly because I think me and, and some friends that I have that um, we've worked together on different shows, like we be telling each other the tea. One person is just like, oh, I'm over here. I can see how much this person's making. Like, oh, this this AD is making a thousand dollars a day. Oh, this DP is making fifteen hundred dollars a week or whatever. I don't know. No, that's really low for a DP. Fifteen hundred. That's low. Yeah, that's low. DPs make a lot of money. A lot of money, and that's an unscripted. In scripted, I've heard like crazy. I'm thinking, wow, fifteen hundred. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, a third of it goes to taxes, so let's remember that. Right, right? you got to remember that. You got to pay Uncle Sam. That's, that's still a nice especially pa- payment, especially if you're in California, because you got state oh, and federal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and then, like, I don't know if they withhold. Do they withhold? Depending well, on project, I mean, right? There's ways. Like, I've learned a lot of people who freelance get an LLC, and then they mm. just get hired out as a like a loan out. That's what I've done. I like. I made an LLC and now like if someone hires me, they're hiring, they're like contracting with my like company. So now Lower tax rate. They Lower don't tax rate, hold. right? Huh? Lower tax rate? Yeah. Well, basically, I mean, I don't know all the taxes and I ain't trying to say too much, but <laughs> <laughs> now I like I like have a lot of like I give my like keep my receipts, I give my credit card statements to an accountant. Like I like was like, how do I make the most out of my check in ways? Cause I felt like like people, I was getting rates of like, you know, fifteen hundred a week, but like, only comes down to like nine hundred after that, and like my rent alone is twelve hundred. So like, yikes! What am I? And I, and that's with roommates. Like it's you know, and I haven't even paid for parking yet. The water bill ain't come out. My cell phone, my car payment, like all that. So really, those numbers aren't like. Then the tickets in LA. They, and then the <laughs> tickets, yeah. yeah. I mean. It wasn't, I was still living paycheck to paycheck most definitely when I was in LA, for sure. I think once I started working from home is when I saw my costs, like, change because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have to pay for gas as much, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, my general expenses just, like, stopped. Right. So, uh, since you're in Atlanta now, talk about Atlanta. How is Atlanta treating you? I love Atlanta. I mean, I've been away from the South for so long that it just feels good to be back. Um, and cost of living is so much more affordable. Well, it's just much more reasonable in comparison. Right. Um, but I haven't worked out of Atlanta yet. Like, I still work for a company that's based in LA, but we're all remote, which is great. I love it. <laughs> so I'm still figuring out the work world here. You know what I mean? But I think, I feel like I'm kind of getting into a place where most work is either remote, and if it's not remote, they just send people out just to shoot something. And a lot of times they're shooting in Atlanta or somewhere within the South. Um, like my job too, they they were looking at something uh, in Miami and they were like, you know what, Layla, you're actually the closest. And so they were thinking about sending me out there. I was like, cool. Like I ain't never been to Miami before. Let's go. <laughs> but it's, it, it, they, companies now, because they're saving on other things, I think at least what I'm kind of getting a sense of is that they'll fly you out um, if you, if they want people to shoot on location somewhere. Oh damn! You getting flewed out? 
That's what I'm yeah, that's what I'm out. That's what they say, right? I like that's, how you said that's that. That's what the kids say, right? And in Miami, you said it. You said getting flued out. Okay. Ah, it's only <laughs> happened to me like a couple times, but it's never happened to me. So you got it more than I did. <laughs> I haven't even gotten driven up to. <laughs> 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 you're definitely Man. you're definitely farther along than I am. <laughs> How did you say but driven up to Nashville? No. Say what? I've seen a lot more things pop off in Nashville. Uh Nashville is is popping popping. Let me tell yeah. you. Oh my goodness. I ain't moving. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I uh, it, I'm, I'm very fifty fifty. I mean the, the the way we doing a lot of things though, it's not necessary so much as far as stuff on our end. Like all the indie stuff. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like you can you can do that pretty much anywhere. I mean, you can, but it's, it's and it feels like we're a part of something that's growing. Yeah, so I know. I understand Victoria not wanting to leave because she already is starting to build a name here. And it's like one as it grows, her name grows with it. Right. Yeah. So I understand it from that aspect. Remember but, this name. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Do you hear me? We just gonna call you New Feet. You can't. <laughs> you can't. No, I feel that though. I feel like when I left out of LA, I definitely like opportunities. I lost opportunities for sure because I just wasn't there. Is it lost? Yeah, like it. And not to say it's held me back per se, but there was just options that I was like, oh, I could work in that. Oh, I could produce this or whatever. Um, but I, I think that I made the right choice for myself, really. But I think. BA, you're right. Like when you leave a place, your name then is no longer kind of there anymore. And so, like you, I didn't like as far as people I can network here in Atlanta with. I know like one person, and that is someone that I know from MT. So we've never actually worked on a production together. I just know she works in production in Atlanta, and I feel like I could be like, "Hey, girl, you looking for anybody?" You know. Um, but I feel that, like Atlanta is that spot to where you know what I'm saying you're gonna. It's a lot of people doing stuff anyway, so you you're not gonna not find work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's easy to find work there. You know, yeah. it ain't like you you gonna be with work, at, not at all. And networking is I've heard a lot better, and especially compared to L.A. Mm-hmm. Like when they move to Atlanta, networking is a lot better because I guess they tend to like-minded individuals like tend to help one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I've heard is somewhat like that in New York as well, but. It's a little more um, competitive in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, have you all heard of uh, Staff Me Up, the website? Yes. Oh, I'm on there. Yeah. I'm definitely on there. Um, I remember when I first got on it, like, probably, like, 2017, there was, it was like I would apply for a PA position. There might be, like, five other people. Uh, when I was in L.A. a couple years later, I would apply for a PA position and it was like, you are one of a hundred candidates. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like, oh, Damn. that's a lot. Uh, yeah. LA has the, the thing I will say though is, and especially if you're at, as a PA, if I got onto a set and did good, right. Like where people felt like they could rely on me, like when stress levels are high, the production managers are freaking out. The eighties are freaking out. The executive producers are like looking at all their, you know, leaders of the departments being like, what are you doing? Why are we going over? Time is money on set. You know what I mean? Like the moment they start to go over 12 hours is the moment that all those camera operators that are in a union 
all those audio people who are in a union, all, all the ADs that are in a union, their money like triples, right? right. Oh. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. The art department, everybody. If you're in a union, you're good. Um, and so they're just like, okay, we need to wrap this up, right? Like people need to, we need to finish what we need to do for the day and we need to go. Um, and <clears throat> I lost my train. Oh, okay. I remember. Once <laughs> you get on there and you start like being able to help people in those moments of crisis, then they're going to call you when they get another job and be like, oh, this was the person that helped me out a lot, you know? But you, I make sure, like, at the rap party, I'm like, here's my number. Like, don't forget me. Oh, and a lot of times, a lot, a lot of the, the leaders of the department have already picked up another position before they're before they've even wrapped because they've been in the industry for so long. So I, there's sometimes where like, not necessarily me always, but I have had times where like I was leaving a set and I had like a week off and I was gonna go right onto another show because the AD I work with wanted to bring me over there, you know, or something like that. Networking, I'm trying to tell you, it's a Network. good thing. I've been Network at, at that rap party, and rap a good party. attitude. You know, you got to uh, be likable. Also, work. Yeah, yeah that too. It, I like, I mean, I can't tell you how many people like they they show up and don't really want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I don't know. The thing I saw is like they can't. Uh, they show up and can't rap cable. Uh, <laughs> I did get cussed out the first time I did that. I saw, oh man! I, I seen I, one I, person I, get cussed out and uh, another get thrown that, out. That's one good thing about MT. Uh, I learned how to wrap cable. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even remember how to wrap the cable anymore. <laughs> oh no, no, it's like it's like muscle She's, memory. You're above that now. <laughs> you get cussed out one time. You'll wrap no, that cable I mean, right. If, you don't work, if you're not a camera assistant, though, you're not touching cables, like for the most part. So, like a lot of the PAs that I was working with, you were going right into the production department, which like that's food, that's transpo, you know, like that's like logistics. The cam- and those union camera people, you can't even touch something sometimes if you're not in the union. I remember when I was working on Frontline, they was like, here's a list of gear. Can you go find those? I was like, I don't know what the shit is. Lisa <laughs> 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 was just like, oh, like, I think at first she was a little surprised and almost a little questioning it. Right. And I was just like, well, why don't you have a camera assistant? And then I think then she was just like, okay, well, let me help. Like, <laughs> I was like, there's a role. Like, there's people who do this and get paid $650 a day to do this. So don't do me, girl. I know how this works. <laughs> she tried it. Exactly. So, but I mean, it, it really, again, there's so many different ways that production can be done. Like, she was a producer, but she had come from like a journalism background for so long that she had her production sets were small. It was like her and two other people going out and making something, which like in that case is all hands on deck, right? Everybody right. should help with everything. But when you're on like, like I've worked on RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Which is a union show. It's huge, like over a hundred people in the crew. There's like very specific rules on what you can do and what you can't do. And uh, you don't want to be the person that like, it's weird. Cause like on productions, they like it when you take direction, but like, don't do too much. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> like great you want to start cleaning stuff up wonderful you want to start wrapping cable and things like that well like make sure you know whose camera that is make sure you know like so it's like a a balance of like especially with union rules like what can I do and what can I not do and I was just never really interested in working camera anyway so I wasn't really like worried about impressing the camera operators if you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was trying to make the producers and the executive producers remember who I am like that (laughs) that was my so camera person, 
don't, don't direct me as a camera person. What is wrong You're with just, you? You're the person that knows who's with the camera a lot. This felt like a nice little transition. I am, I am director slash cinematographer. That's what I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, to the cinematographer. That's just another camera person. You said you were a cinema cinematographer. Whatever. What do you want? Now, Zan, did you have anything to add? I, I don't forget now because you insulted me. <laughs> See what I got to deal with? You all literally the, all insulted the time. me. All the time. Y'all two pick hey, on me all the time. No, no, seriously. You got to go to the higher title. Like, that. that's that's how it goes. You go to the higher title. You don't go to the lower title. So how, Don't how, worry. Don't worry. We'll work, we work it out. We'll work it out. So how, how is he supposed to approach me then? Director. Okay. I mean, cinematography is pretty high title too. I feel like it is, and, I'm, and I'm highly paid camera person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> EP, yeah. C camera op, camera op, camera op one. <laughs> Let me tell you, I I, I don't ever ever want to work a camera at a concert again. I ever. Do you hear me? Those Wait, which concert? Those college days. Oh, burned me. Multi camera. I that is not my thing. I, I tell you what, like the the person doing all the directing traffic on the multi cam yeah. deal, like the, with the technical director, mm -hmm. hey, you can have that. Yeah. You can have that. Sounds like a whole lot of stress. It's it's that's a lot of stuff, and especially and you gotta you gotta be responsible for everybody. Right. Man. I don't even like people that much. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch how you talk to people too. You know, like. People respond in different ways. I mean, that's like kind of just team production really is teamwork at the core of it. You know, like there's a lot of different people coming in with a lot of different skills and we're all here to collectively like make one thing. And uh, if you talk to somebody out the side of your neck, like <laughs> your so, so have, have you had somebody talk to you that, that way? I did have a showdown with an AD one time. Ooh. Showdown. Showdown. Mm. Oh my like goodness. Down. Like it was like intense. They were like, I think this the set was just kind of crazy. Like it was a new show, a new team. Everyone's trying to like get things moving in some way. Cause like if you think about it, I think about set and production like basically like a small business on the first day. Like you don't have a um you don't have a groove yet, you know, like you haven't figured out how things are going to work or what didn't work or whatever. Right. So the first week sometimes, can, maybe even the first couple of weeks, it can be chaotic. And, uh, you know, you're just kind of looking around like, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the drama? Like, <laughs> Am I the drama? <laughs> what can I do here? And there was one time I was a PA and I was working with the uh, the cast, and uh, they were thirsty. They were super thirsty, so I was like running to get them water, right? But it was quite. Oh, she meant literally. <laughs> she meant literally thirsty. Okay. I okay. Thought you meant something. Else. I did too. Well, go no, ahead. I meant like they wanted water. It was. LA. <laughs> hey, 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 if you meant that, you should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm playing. Oh I'm playing. my. Playing. Okay, go ahead. Man. I was like, where? <laughs> I'm like, where's the story finna go? Oh, <laughs> oh I was so intrigued. <laughs> like, yes, and <laughs> how thirsty were they? <laughs> it was a desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Man. Man. Just 
the butt of the end because we were all thinking the same thing. And I wanted to see where the story was going to go. <laughs> I've never been so disappointed to hear water. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. oh, Anyways, oh, water. Yeah, they, okay. They were, they were thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they, they were quite thirsty. They were actually physically thirsty. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> we are never going to get picked up. Do you hear me? Oh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, we're trying to get picked up. Put yourself together. We're trying to get flew down. <laughs> network money. Uh, get yourself together. <laughs> I'm we're sorry. trying to get, she right. We're trying to get network money. <laughs> I feel like I'm already ready for prime time. <laughs> look, look, I, I already composed myself. <sighs> Today you were way better than I was. <laughs> All right, they were thirsty and well. I want to. <laughs> 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 Hell, now I'm thirsty. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All I went, got the people some water. You know when you take water bottles out of a pack of water bottles and you're making the water bottle sound, like the plastic sound? Oh, man. And the agent was like, quiet on set. And then he shushed me. <laughs> and I just oh. felt like, and I'm like, could you the water out? <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> he just like looks at me and points and like grunts. And uh, and I just like I had the water like it, I'm like in my hand I'm looking at him he's looking at me we're having a whole stare down and then finally the director calls cut and I just like he storms off and I storm off um, and it was so intense for no damn reason I don't even know but it was that was the one time I was like this motherfucker just shushed me like <laughs> like maybe I could have waited. But I also was just getting water like a basic human need. So, oh <laughs> boy, I, water is intimidating. I guess I don't know. Water is intimidating. Yeah. Being thirsty is intimidating too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyways, Layla, um, that is a way to wrap this up, ain't it? So, <laughs> so what is your ultimate goal as far as being where you are right now? As far as a producer or all that good stuff, what is the ultimate goal for yourself? Yeah, I mean, um, I really would like to get that lone just producer title where I'm like kind of more almost directing in the documentary world. Um, and I just have a lot of like ideas about things that I want to highlight and stuff like that. But um that that would be, I think, the overall goal. But I'm gonna be honest. Like every year, I change my mind, and I'm like, sets are too hard. Uh, maybe I'll just go back to school and I'll be uh, a production professor. <laughs> like, oh, don't do that. Uh, I think about it sometimes because it's just so. Like right now, I'm working on an event, <clears throat> and it's just so much more chill up until like the event time. Whereas like a regular, you know, when you're on set for three months at a time or however long that time. It really does something to you. Like it, I remember I was like, I was losing a bunch of weight, but it was not in a, like a good way. I was so like stressed and hungry, like not able to eat because I was so busy. So I was just hungry all the time. And you know, that doesn't 
that's just not the best version of myself, you know? And right. I don't know. It wasn't good for me. My anxiety levels were really high and uh, I, I want a balance. I think overall for me, I just want a good balance. I want to make documentaries. I want to be a producer um, in like a different role of producing than I am now. Cause there's so many different kinds of producers. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to really get to the point where I can make, I work on a project like a couple times, like two a year and they're both like so many months each and i can take two months off or something like that and i can afford it hey, really it's that gonna be, happen that would be the, the overall goal but it's gonna happen i'm trying to tell you you know what i'm saying yeah. i want to hit the applause button but i don't remember don't, where it is please don't <laughs> please don't last time it was bad yeah so it's yeah. like it can be an applause or it can be like awkward crickets so mm. i'm gonna just leave or it, it alone yeah yeah that yeah that was the worst <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were supposed to remember we, me. No, I thought he was supposed to remember. No, oh, I I'm, thought you said me. No. No, no. It's, I like, I got it. I, I have an idea. Actually, let's try. Let's see. Nope, that wasn't it. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just told him not to do it. Told- so, Layla, thank you for uh, taking time out to speak with us today. Uh, I also want to say, Layla, I am proud of you and what you are doing. Uh, yeah, you keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? everything into existence and uh yeah i had to put that in i'm sorry no no that is fine because i actually need to get some water because i'm thirsty oh (laughs) yes i am also out of water and quite thirsty so well we could wrap this up we all thirsty over here hell yeah we are yeah i'm I'm thirsty too (laughs) <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, we are not gonna get picked. Can you understand? <laughs> you make it things worse. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Once again, I am Kevin Mumphrey with my friends Victoria VA Jones. Who is not thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and Carson I Parkinson. I'm pride of thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some water. That is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Layla, did ask for to get some water. I'm thirsty as hell. <laughs> Look at this. Look at these people. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah. It's a human go need. A human go, need. Go somewhere. Yeah, human need of being thirsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 